have scared you, but I have to talk to you. I have something important to say. You could have bumped Would you believe me if I called and said I was Spider-Man? You got a point. Hi, I'm Shaky, and these are my tales of times forgotten. This is Shaky Subject Matter. All right, SHKE Radio is on the air, coming to you live from Studio 306 in Polo, Illinois. Tonight we're going to go way back to 1977, Wednesday, September 14th, 1977 to be exact. A great night in my childhood, not so great for my father's. We were sitting in the living room waiting for the show to start. What show? The Spider-Man 1977 TV series pilot. Here's a little clip. favorite comic book hero followed by 84 million readers a year now he comes alive for the first time on the screen you'll see it all the spectacular adventures of the amazing spider-man he can do the things a spider does you know climb walls and, and spin webs and he's very very strong You've heard about him. You've read about him. Now, you'll see him in action. Kill him. No challenge is too great. No enemy is too strong. The most popular, most daring, most exciting superhero in the entire world. At last, he comes alive for his most incredible adventure. Spider-Man takes on a madman who's turning the streets into a siege of terror. More and more people are being mysteriously hypnotized into threatening the entire city and destroying themselves. Look up high as one man does the impossible. He uses all his fantastic spider powers to battle the most evil forces ever imagined. Astounding live action excitement. The super adventure of everybody's favorite superhero. Spider-Man. Now, he lives. Boy, that sounds exciting, doesn't it? Sounds being the key word in that. Okay, so it's 1977, Wednesday night, 7 o'clock special time for the Spider-Man TV series pilot. Okay, so I'm all hyped up. I got my Amigo Spider-Man in my hand. I'm sitting there waiting to see some spider action. About a half hour into it, I'm still waiting to see some spider action. About 45 minutes into it, I see the costume. Peter goes out on the house and superimposed on the house, crawling around on it. I, I just kept waiting for something to happen on this thing. Then it finally, you know, started speeding up towards the end. A bunch of guys with 
Tano sticks come out and fight Spider-Man. The whole story of this movie is a guy's using mind control to turn everybody into his mindless zombies. And uh, let's just say the pilot is my least favorite of this whole television series. So anyway, back to uh, my father, me, and Spider-Man. Uh, I used to get really hyped up when I was watching Spider-Man at cartoons, whatever, TV series, reading comics, The Electric Company. I got so hyped up that I took a red pastel onto a pair of rubber galoshes, put on my ski mask, and crawled up the doorways and jumped around on all the couches. That's how hyped up I was on Spider-Man. So I was really excited about this movie. And, you know, I went back to watching the cartoons on Channel 32 and 44 in the afternoons until uh, April 1978 when the television series premiered. And it was good to me at seven years old watching Spider-Man climb the buildings and shoot his webs all over the place. And uh, it was... It was good, but it wasn't really on that much because they did 13 episodes in two years waiting for Spider-Man to be on. It would be on one week, and then it wouldn't be on the next. It was really strange scheduling from CBS. I later on found out that uh, they were worried about becoming a superhero network. Back then, there was a stigma to the comics and the heroes and the people that read the comics and they weren't supposed to be for adults and uh, kind of scared CBS a little bit but the, you know the show had its uh, 70's tropes of helicopters and uh, people jumping up trying to jump off buildings uh, armed robberies crit crimes uh, Cold War stuff uh, but all in all for a kid, it was a good series. For an adult, it's okay to watch if you watch it through a filter and realize what they were doing in the 70s as far as special effects. They were doing what they could. But uh, I'm going to bring you to what I consider my favorite episode of the series. It was called The Captive Tower. And uh, here's a little clip from that where you can hear Spider-Man in action. Talking him out of it. What status are those tech boys we mobilized? Chopper's on his way now. Chopper. Probably a tech chopper, just off the roof. 
Enough plastic explosive up there to blow that roof off. Spider-Man. What? He's the one that saved me. He could have disarmed the explosives. They might be moving in right now. No, they aren't. We would have heard it if they opened that door. No one is going to disarm that one. Mr. Farnham. Attack, counterattack. Ready? She's ready. Maximum air velocity. Hey, I appreciate what you did, but thanks. Uh, hey, uh, Schechter, go down below and take a look at that board on there, will you? Wait just a minute. The other side of that thing is packed with plastic explosives. You lift the top off of that, and you'll blow the top five floors of this building clear to Jersey. Yeah, and they come down pretty hard on littering over there, don't they, huh? Well, that's why I keep a bomb boy on the squad. It helps hold the whole group together. Hey, Schechter, go down there and give me a second opinion on that door. Huh? No! I bet you were on the edge of your seat on that one, hoping that the building didn't explode. Okay, this series starred Nicholas Hammond, 
who you might know from The Sound of Music. I don't know. I never saw that movie. <laughs> Probably why I'm doing a podcast about the 1970s Spider-Man television series. Okay. Uh, anyway, Nicholas Hammond, who was in The Sound of Music, and also the man who stole Greg Brady's playbook in The Brady Bunch. Chip Fields, who replaced Betty Brant on the show, who is the mother of Kim Fields, who you might know from the Facts of Life as Tootie, and she was also in the band The Ronettes, and Robert F. Simon as J. Jonah Jameson, who I liked, but a lot of people didn't like him as J. Jonah Jameson, but I thought he was fine. So this cast went through 13 episodes of Spider-Man, and then the series just kind of stopped in July, July 6, 1979, in the Dragon's Challenge. Now, this series had some, it had some faults, but I, I liked it pretty much all in all. And uh, Stan Lee explained a little bit about why he didn't like it, and then we're going to talk about some of the special effects after we hear what Stan had to say. The Spider-Man TV series I was very unhappy with because very often people will take a novel, let's say, and bring it to the screen. They do a movie adaptation and they will leave out the one element, the one quality that made the novel a bestseller or they do that with television. With Spider-Man, I felt that the people who did the live-action series left out the very elements that made the comic book popular. They left out the humor. They left out the human interest and playing up the personality and characterizations and personal problems. On a technical level, I think they did a good job. I mean, the scenes of him climbing on the walls and in those days... They didn't have the wherewithal that they have today, and they did a very good job of that. But to me, it was just a one-dimensional show. Um, so I was disappointed in it, and, and it didn't do well. It didn't last very long. That was Stan with his opinion on the show. I disagree somewhat with Stan the Man. I know it's hard to believe, but I do disagree with him on it. I think they could have done a lot more to keep it going with a recurring storyline or such. But anyway, I want to talk about some of the special effects. Now you got to realize, like Stan said, it was 1977 to 78. They had a man suspended on a wire crawling up the sides of the Empire State Building and some of the highest towers in New York City, uh, hanging off of helicopters which is pretty dangerous business along with walking on the sides of buildings or ledges of buildings rather and uh you know that's some that's some serious stuff going on and they uh had a camera on him so uh what what we saw was what he was seeing while he was walking on the buildings or crawling up the building i don't know how much of that footage is actually used every episode but it was uh it was kind of kind of impressive just to think about it i mean 
yeah, we say it looks kind of foolish, but have you ever hung from a helicopter in the middle of Los Angeles? Just saying. Okay, well, let's go back a little bit more to the web shooters. They were made out of aluminum. They didn't actually shoot. I, I thought I had read an article where they said that the uh, the ropes were pressurized, kind of, kind of like a harpoon and would shoot out, but I was uh, told by somebody in the know that uh, they were using reverse photography so when it looked like it was shooting out it was actually pulling in and shot in reverse for the uh, scenes where it was wrapping around things so that's what I know about the special effects from the show okay so it ended and uh, I sat around the house you know just watching my spider-man cartoons and then uh, Channel 32 in Chicago ran a Spider-Man marathon where they played all the shows, but they were, they were re-edited into movies for uh, television stations, like UHF stations, to play. And uh, they would sporadically play from uh, time to time, and they'd do them as week marathons on, that, on Channel 32. And... Uh, I'd watch them as often as I could. I, re- I remember one time they were on and my uncle had a VCR before we had a VCR and he taped them all and brought them over and I was hanging out watching them in the living room on the VCR. God, I must have watched them a hundred times. You got to realize this, no one had this stuff. This is, this is all brand new, having a VCR in the house and watching Spider-Man anytime you want. That was kind of exciting. I had a, there was a store called Woolworths back in the old days, it's closed now, but they had a company named Ben Cooper that made uh, rubber superheroes out of actual rubber, and they called them jigglers, but that Spider-Man figure, you know, you could move his fingers and he jiggled around and he looked, he looked like the Spider-Man from the show when you put him on the wall and had him crawl. So, uh, yeah, that was it, Uh, and then it just kind of disappeared. On a side note, uh, that same year, 1979, during the premiere of uh, Salem's Lot, they had Captain America premiere on CBS for the not-so-superhero network. All right, well, it kind of, time passed by, as it always does. Uh, didn't see any Spider-Man stuff. Comic convention got older. You could buy them at comic conventions, but you didn't really want to shell out $50 for Spider-Man when it was showing on TV every once in a while. So, uh, you know, I moved away from the city and came out here to the polo and uh, area, I should say. Then they had uh, the Rockford Channel had a Spider-Man movie marathon, which was really kind of exciting because it was like 89, 90. And I hadn't seen them in a while, and I taped them and had them on VHS again. So I'd watch them every once in a while. But then in about 1991, USA Network, on Thanksgiving, had a Spider-Man marathon. And they even made graphics for it with Spider-Man and they'd play some trumpets and play uh, 
Spider-Man. He's a swinging kind of guy, and you can watch him on the USA Spider-Man Thanksgiving Marathon. So for two days straight, uh, USA played the Spider-Man 70s TV series. So, yeah, that was about it for uh, Spider-Man until recently. I discovered all the episodes are on YouTube. And uh, I also found the soundtrack on YouTube, which I want to talk about a little bit. The soundtrack uh, started off kind of different in the first six episodes, and then they changed it in the last six episodes. The scene that I played for you, that soundtrack, I really like it a lot. And uh, I had it on MP3 for a while and listened to it at work all the time. People would walk by and look at me and wonder what it was. But it's got that 70s funk to it with that guitar. And, you know, I think it still holds up to this day. And as far as other things going on with Spider-Man from the 70s, who knows? Uh, Nicholas Hammond said in an interview that they tried to bring back the series in 1984 with the cast of the Hulk and do a crossover movie. That would have been interesting see how they could have improved the effects from 77 to 84 I mean they were making Hulk made for TV movies in the 90s too so but that's all I got pretty much uh, they did do a parody of the Nicholas Hammond Spider-Man in the cartoon The Venture Brothers he was the brown tarantula who was a Broadway actor by day going to the university it's pretty funny if you ever get a chance to check that show out and uh fez hi fez fez says hi he didn't really have much to say tonight so uh don't forget to check out my website at www.shakysubjectmatter.wixsite.com slash website I'm cheap. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I'm not going to pay yet. I put on the uh, my favorite episode of the series called The Captive Tower. And, and with that, SHKE Radio is going off the air. This is Shaky and Fez Barlow. Good night. Super. My name is Rusty. It's Rusty Venture, boy adventurer. Oh, that's good. That's good. That guy bothering you? Kind of. Shh. I understand. You can't talk. You need help. Just blink twice if he's your pimp. No. What? No, he's my dad. Oh. So, uh, brings you two to the Big Apple, then. Well, I got this internship at Impossible Industries, Super but... science, huh? Yeah, I used to be in that racket myself. Really? Why'd you give it up? You're looking at it. Yeah, I had a little mishap in the lab back when I was working on my irradiated spider thesis. Kind of soured me on the whole super science deal. Mm. Yeah, I'm not really sure I want to be a super scientist either. But my dad really wants me to follow in his footsteps. Yeah, I can see why you really wouldn't want to do that. But hey, you're working with Professor Impossible now. That's A-list. You could practically write your own ticket. Yeah, you'd think, right? I mean, I thought things would be different there, but it's just the same old story. You do nothing all day, then a bunch of guys in costumes come out and bother you. I could get that at home. Mm. 
Sounds like somebody would rather be doing something else. What I really want to be is a boy reporter. I'm, I'm sorry, what is that enchanting music? Dreams I buried with robot fingers. I linger. I've given it a lot of thought and I've come to a decision. Look, are you listening? Action, like muscle uh, mothers, fine. not brothers. Ever done any musical theater? Well, I was in Sound of Music when I was a kid. Oh, and I have perfect spider pitch. I found my Rusty. <laughs>